Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Apostle Calvin Brown of Christ Be Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. Jesus is Lord. Amen. So he is our head. He's our Lord. Hallelujah. And so as we yield to the Lordship of Jesus, we participate in the kingdom of God. Amen. The the royal kingdom. Amen. We, We see the opulence, we see the, the glory, we see the majesty, the majesty of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so our eyes have to be wide open to the kingdom of God. So you have to have proper understanding through the word of God. Hallelujah. The word of God has to open your eyes to the truth. Amen. And so as your eyes are open, to the truth of God, hallelujah, you you begin to participate according to that light or according to that that truth. I heard the Lord say significance, amen. He says the word significance, amen. Your significance is because the Lord has chosen that you are valuable to him, amen. So your significance is because the the Lord deems you to be significant, not anything that you've done, not any of your works or anything like that. Something is valuable according to what someone is willing to pay, amen. According to what someone is willing to pay, that's how you know the worth of a thing, amen. Somebody pays a, a, a little bit, or if if it's like at an auction and somebody is willing to pay a little bit, then somebody else that they bid a higher offer. Now the worth of that thing just went up to the highest to the highest bidder, and so you were so valuable to the Lord that He gave His only begotten Son. So. Jesus, who is God, God gave himself, amen, for you. Think about it. Just just think about it. Hallelujah. Think about life, amen, that the Lord gave his life so that you may have life, amen. And so if you begin to see things in the proper perspective, you'll be able to yield to the Lord's goodness in the proper in the proper way you're significant not because of you but because of him amen and so we respond to the love of god in other words we imitate god we don't know the definitions as it pertains to heavenly things godly things but we look to the lord amen 
we begin to look to the Lord for the definition of love. No greater love hath any man than to lay down his life for a friend. Amen. And so when we were saying that we loved, it did not come into proper perspective until we knew how the Lord loved. Amen. So you are valuable. Amen to the Lord. And your life is valuable. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that everything that pertains to you comes from the Lord. Amen. Your value comes from the Lord. Amen. Your, your worth. Amen. Everybody wants to be significant. They want to have worth. They want to have meaning. They want to know that their life means something. Amen. Well, that will have to come from God and not from the world. If you seek after it any other way, you're going to get off of the path that God has prescribed for you. Amen. And so the second point is this, that if you walk with God, you will, by necessity, you will have to change. Amen. Change is a process because God is not going to change. Amen. And so you're being brought up in that divine nature, so to speak. The Bible says, by these exceeding great and precious promises, talking about the word, that we are partakers of his divine nature. Amen. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, even his nature of righteousness and holiness. We partake of by partaking of his wisdom. Amen. You, you think of like eating fruit. You partake of his wisdom. You deny the wisdom which is of the world. The two cannot coexist together. The, the word is supreme. His wisdom, God's wisdom is supreme. And so when you worship God, you don't put him on a shelf. God is not on a shelf with other gods. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. God is not amongst the other gods. Hallelujah. For there is no other God besides God. And that's a revelation. When you know God is God, you put away your gods. <laughs> you not only put away your gods, you destroy other gods. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so change, amen. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. 2 Peter chapter 1. beginning with verse 5. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. So you, you get born again, but you are growing in character. You are growing in integrity. You are growing into the characteristics, amen, of the Lord, hey, the grace that is bestowed upon your life Amen. So you're going to change. This is what I'm saying. You are going to continually transform as you take what God has given and you add to it from, from the Lord. So giving all diligence. Add unto your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, 
to godliness, brotherly kindness, that's verse seven, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that his that he was cleansed from his old sins. Amen. And so you you add and you add unto when when God calls you unto himself, and that's what we've been speaking about, that you're called of the Lord. Amen. And so that it, it means something. The, the, the world throws around words, but things with God mean something. So you're called unto the Lord. You, you entered into the thing by faith, amen. And you began to add unto your, your faith virtue or that which causes you to be true to God, amen. And to virtue knowledge, Amen. To knowledge, perseverance. You got to be able to stand. To perseverance, godliness. Amen. To godliness, brotherly kindness. So God is working all these things in you. So you are constantly changing. So you change by being connected to the Lord. Amen. Jesus says that I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman. That's St. John chapter 15. Ye are the branches. He says, without me, you can do nothing. But if the branches are connected, you are abiding with the Lord, you will produce much fruit that looks like the Lord. Fruit, fruit of righteousness. Amen. That somebody can tell that you are a Christian by your fruit. Amen. The fruit's of righteousness, amen, but it comes from being connected to Jesus. Without him, without being connected to him, you can do nothing, amen. And when you begin to produce fruit, he prunes you so that you can produce more fruit, amen. So removing the old so that more fruit can come forth or the new, amen, the newness of life, newness of strength, can come forth. You're, you're not stagnant. Amen. You're not stuck in the old. Amen. You're continually, amen, going forth into the new, producing fruit, producing fruit unto God. Amen. And then we see it in 2 Peter. I'm, I'm sorry, 1 Peter. We see in 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. So I'm going to say this. You're not in a vacuum unto yourself. Amen. The way that God has made things to operate, that we are dependent on, on each other. Amen. We are part of the body of Christ. Amen. So, verse 5. But ye also, as lively stones, are being built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. And then verse 9, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him 
who has called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. So we are living stones being built. So we are God built. God builds us and the process continues as long as we are in this earth, in the land of the living, the process of God building you continues. Amen. It is dependent on you responding to the call of God. And then together we are being built up into a spiritual house. Amen. That we are lively stones or living stones. So everything is contingent. Everything is contingent. On you receiving your part from the Lord and then learning to work with the others who are receiving their part unto the Lord. And what is the house of God, the temple of God? Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? A place of God's glory, a place for God to be worshipped. Amen. A place of ministry. Amen. When the glory is intact, when the glory is full, hallelujah. God is able to minister. The more that you decrease and let him increase, the more of his anointing and power will be in the house and on and on the house. Amen. And so you have a part. Amen. Your calling. Your calling fits into other people's calling or the, the rest of everybody's calling fits together. To be the house of God, to show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Simply said that you show that you're not in the darkness anymore. Amen. You cause praise unto God as you operate in the light, acknowledging the light, bringing others into the light of God. Hallelujah. And so it fills up a thing. God is a God who feels. Amen. God is a God who feels openings. Amen. But Paul says, my heart is wide open. Amen. Your heart can be open unto the Lord. God is a God who feels openings. Amen. Voids. Amen. The acknowledgement that God's way is better. Amen. So you kick to the curb, the thing that was not God's way, allow God to fill up that space. He fills you with the Holy Ghost. He fills you with his knowledge, that his, his love, he fills you with his love. Hallelujah. He multiplies grace and peace be multiplied unto you by the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So he's able to increase. He's able to fill to overflowing. Amen. You must be filled to overflowing to affect others. Amen. You say, I was weak. Amen. God can fix that with his strength. Amen. He can bless your socks off. Hallelujah. But it is God's will that that blessing touches somebody else. Amen. That he, he blessed. Amen. He blessed you so that you can be a blessing. He increased you so that you can overflow unto others. In other words, you have a revelation that the goodness of God came to you. You want somebody else to know the goodness of God. So the gospel is glad tidings. Amen. It is, it is, good, it is good news that you cannot hold to yourself. Hallelujah. It's the testimony of God's, of God's goodness. Amen. So you, you deal with God. 
you're going to change. Amen. Now, the point that I've been making even now for a few weeks is that your life is not something that you come up with. Amen. And you're not self-made. Amen. And it's not your work or your, your hard work. Amen. Unto itself that made you who you are. Now, you, you got to keep this in mind. God created, the Bible says, everyone and everything for his will. Amen. So you was created for God's will and for his pleasure. God created everything for his will and for his pleasure. So you're called of God and everybody has a calling. That means you're not supposed to live unto yourself. That means once you know the calling, you're supposed to be true to the calling of the Lord. And that calling, that calling is your life. Amen. In Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 15. Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 15 through 21. Amen. And he, Jesus, said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist of the abundance of the things he possesses. Amen. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, so you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. So he said this to his soul. Amen. And so we, we talk about salvation as the saving of a soul. Salvation of a soul. Amen. And so he's speaking to his soul. Take your ease. Amen. You laid up many goods for many years. Now eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So he contrasts laying up treasures for yourself and being rich toward God. Jesus says that a person's life does not consist of the abundance of the things which he possesses. Amen. And this is exactly how many people measure one's life their value, their worth. Amen. That's, that's how a lot of people in this world, even in the body of Christ, that is how they size up individuals. That's how they size up themselves. Amen. The abundance of the things which they possess and finances and monies, and prestige, status, all those things. That is, that is how... Many people evaluate, amen, or value weight, amen, to put a value on. Remember what I said about the Lord, your value. The, the reason that you have significance 
is the Lord placed a value on you to want to save you, to save your life, to save your soul, to cause you to have appreciation. In other words, you don't say, you know, I'm all this and I'm all that by myself. It, what you're supposed to do is to be awakened or to be aware that because God did that for you, that you begin to appreciate the Lord. You begin to bless the Lord. You begin to fear the Lord. You say, who am I? You know, I was nothing. And yet the Lord thought enough of me to save me, to offer that to me. So it, it causes you to respond to God, amen, to begin to love him. Jesus says, if you love me, then keep my commandments. He says, my commandments are not burdensome. Amen. And so you began to see things differently. I want to do the will of God. And that, that is not a hard price to pay considering what he did, what he did for me. Amen. And so we're supposed to be rich toward God. So he contrasts. He contrasts laying up treasure for yourself. Amen. And that mirrors, you know, Matthew chapter 6, you know, beginning with verse 19. Don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and dust and rust corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where that corruption does not occur. Amen. And so it is being awakened to worlds, being awakened unto kingdoms. Amen. God wants to awaken you to the kingdom of God, to be conscious and aware of the true riches, the value of operating in the glory. In other words, if you could see heaven, your breath would be taken away. Amen. That you would fall on your face if you could see the operation of heaven. If you could see just like in the natural realm, the Queen of Sheba, you know, she came to see if those things about Solomon was true. And she said, half has not been told. Her breath was taken away. Amen. She fainted under the, the glory, so to speak. Amen. Same thing would happen to you. Because the Bible says a greater than Solomon is, is here. A greater kingdom is, is, is here. A, a, a greater, Lord, what is it? Koramas. A, a greater revelation, amen, definitions of words according to heaven, where the Bible says God's word is forever settled in heaven. Appreciation for God, appreciation for the word of God. So being rich toward God is that you're in that, the place where you're in the kingdom of God, where you, you lay it for yourself treasure in heaven. You have to show this world realm in this system that Jesus is greater, heaven is greater. And so we dishonor the world, amen. We dishonor the world system. When we give, we are simply honoring the Lord. When we give into the kingdom of God, that is. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things will be added. You're showing that the value of money pales in comparison unto Jesus. Amen. And so 
You give into the kingdom. You are dishonoring what the world calls glory. Amen. You're dishonoring what the world system calls glory is in the money. They go after the money. Hallelujah. It's not that God does not want you to have money. In heaven, they walk on streets of gold. They want, the Lord wants you to see it in its proper perspective. Amen. Because the Bible says more blessed to give than to receive. If you give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto your bosom. So the lesser is blessed by the greater. Amen. And so you sow of your carnal things. When you receive spiritual things, you say spiritual things are greater. That ministry is greater. That keeping that minister, amen, upright, amen, able to preach, amen, able to go is, is greater, amen, than the monies. But if you are activated, it's all about activation. If you're activated to the world, you say, mm -mm, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that because I value the atmosphere of this world. I value the ways, the operation of this world. Amen. That this is my money. I worked for this money. I had to get a degree to get a job to pay me a certain amount. Or I had to use my, my will, amen, to open a business. Hallelujah. Which is my business. Amen. So you see how everything is locked. In this world, it did not ascend past the corruption. Amen. Now, what does the world do? Because of this thing called corruption, you have to heap it up so that you have more than enough. But what does that do? It makes you insensitive to the things of the kingdom, the work, the work of God. Amen. And so you begin to employ yourself in in situations to keep enough so that the corruption does not affect you. Amen. Ultimately, if you, if you know things spiritually, the way that you think that corruption does not affect you is to begin to, to use and abuse people to receive your finances. You know, the Bible says that the cries of the laborers that mowed down the fields have come up to the to the Lord of hosts. It talks about how that you defrauded people. You said, no, no, that's not me. My business is honest. No, something is either of the spirit of the world or is of the spirit of God. Amen. Your spirit, amen, operates in one or two realms. Amen. Your heart is either in heaven, amen, where you will be collected one day. The, the, the Bible says how that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise until the purchased possession. So when the Lord gets a hold of you, he puts eternity on the inside of you. Heaven is calling you. The ways of God are, are, are calling you. You're conscious. You're activated. You are aware of that. Hallelujah. And so that's part of your calling. Amen. Your calling is to operate in the things of God. Hallelujah. Your, your calling is to operate in the things of God. Hallelujah. To give into the, the kingdom of God. To, to operate in your calling. Amen. In, in the things of God. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you, you are to operate according to your calling, which is in the kingdom. Amen. So being rich toward God. Some, some examples of being rich toward God is that the, the upper room, Jesus said um, when he had the last meal with his disciples, he says to go to a certain place and go into the upper room, that that upper room is prepared for me. So that upper room was prepared for Jesus and his disciples to, to eat, amen, that, that last meal. The, the coat, Jesus says to go into a certain town or village, you find um, a, a donkey and a coat which has never been ridden. Loose it and bring it unto me, amen. If they ask anything, say that the master has need of it. Amen. So that is an example of someone being rich toward God, loosing things into, into the kingdom of God. Amen. Peter's boat. Amen. That's in Luke chapter 5. That Jesus used Peter's boat to preach from. Amen. Because of the, of the crowd, he launched a little bit from the land. Hallelujah. And so Peter's boat is an example of being Rich toward God. Hallelujah. And then in Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Let's do verses 1 through 3. It says, And it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom he had come out, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him from their substance. Amen. That was Luke chapter eight. Verses 1 through 3. So these women ministered of their substance to Jesus. Amen. And so it was said that women followed Jesus, even the wives of the scribes and Pharisees and Sadducees, and they gave into the ministry. Amen. Probably to the chagrin of, of, of their husbands if they knew. Amen. But that is an example of being rich toward God and dishonoring what the world calls wealth. Amen. God will bless you. He will increase you more and more, both you and your seed. But sometimes people conflate the ways of the world and the ways of God. They, they, they mix them up according to their lust, according to what they want. Amen. I, I speak of being significant, amen. A lot of people's significance is found in the world, being esteemed of, of people because you have given yourself to the operation of the world, amen. And so those people operate in money also. In fact, they are the ones who keep money out of the gospel. And the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up, is laid up for the just. A lot of people claim that scripture. 
But a lot of people don't want to walk with God. So here's what I'm saying. Your calling keeps you connected to God your whole life because your calling is your life. Did you get that? Your calling keeps you connected to God your whole life because your calling is supposed to be your, it's supposed to be your life. Amen. Your life is what God calls you, what he calls you to do. So your life is what God calls you and it is what he calls you to do. Amen. So God calls you, amen, by name. You acknowledge the calling of the Lord. I hear you, Lord, and I answer you, Lord. Whatever the Lord speaks to you as he, as he gives you that calling, your answer should be, Lord, I hear you. Your servant hears and obeys. Amen. And so that's supposed to settle it, even though you got a lot of growing to do. The, the Lord speaks into your life. You, you learn to receive the inspiration of God or the, or the breath of God. He becomes, he becomes your life. I have nothing to say unless the Lord gives me what to say. Amen. He is my inspiration. He is my breath. I receive of his breath. And I, when I speak, I breathe back out his, his breath. Amen. That is, that is my life. Amen. And so it is not that he called me one time now. I'm free to just live whatever I want to do, do whatever I want to do in the world, live however I want to in the world. No, now he has supposedly captured you. Amen. So that is why the, the intimate relationship with the Lord is so important because the Lord is able to be supreme or to be lifted up, to be glorious, to be holy to captivate you out of the world, that you're so enamored with the Lord. He has broken every spell that the world has had on you. Amen. You, you're supposed to be apprehended. You're supposed to be captured. That's not a bad term. You're supposed to be a, a, a bond say, a slave, a bond servant of the Lord. You don't want to go anywhere. You want to, you want to serve the Lord. Amen. So God has a calling for you, but the world has a counterfeit to keep you away from God's calling. Amen. When you begin, especially when you get a scent of what God is doing, a sense of what God is doing in your life, it begins to excite you. Don't be surprised if you get other offers that seem similar but it is to draw you away from the things of God. You are the biggest threat to the devil. Jesus is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, waiting till his enemies be made his footstool. Hey, that's talking about you operating in your calling. You will, in a sense, you will destroy the works of the devil. You will continue the works of God. Amen. They told Jesus that Herod was offended by him. He says, you go tell that fox. He said that today and tomorrow I do cures. He says, and on the third day I will be perfected, raised from the dead. What does that mean, perfected, complete? Jesus is able to give unto us the, the right to life, as many as believed on him, he gave them the right to become the children of God, the right, the power to become the children of God for the works of God to continue. As long as they're wicked works, 
then the works of God continues even though God's works were complete before the foundations of the world. But there's many wicked works to destroy, many wicked structures, many wicked foundations, many wicked ways and laws to be destroyed. Amen. Much healing to be done. Ha, ha, ha. Holy Ghost, much healing, much deliverance. Amen. These are the works of God. Though the works of God were complete before the foundations of the world. As long as the world exists, we got to deal with corruption. Holy Ghost. We got to deal with decay. Hallelujah. Death trying to take hold when you're not supposed to die, you're supposed to be satisfied with long life. Hallelujah. That you will live and declare, hallelujah, the testimony of the Lord. Hallelujah. Ay, ay, ay. The vision, the picture, that's what you're supposed to do. The, the, the calling, you, you're supposed to declare. Amen. The, the testimony of the Lord. It, the, the picture, the image is not, I'm sick, I'm, I'm, I'm broke down. Yeah, I know what you mean. I got similar symptoms or my sister had similar symptoms. Amen. My mother was taken out. My father was taken out by similar symptoms. That's the wrong vision. Holy Ghost. In this, in this earth realm. Amen. We've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are called to show forth the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous, marvelous light. Amen. So, so the world tries to get us away from God's calling. That's why there are certain perks and benefits in the world. If you will be a taskmaster for Pharaoh, amen, that you'll be on that, that government payroll, so to speak. You, you'll be on the world's payroll. Let's put it that way. Amen. You'll be on the world's payroll. You'll be a taskmaster for Pharaoh to keep other folk, to keep God's people in line to build the tombs to the dead. Hallelujah. Everything in this world is going to be um, um, burned up. Amen. It is corruptible. Amen. So if you're building monuments and memorials, <laughs> tombs, hallelujah, it is tombs to the dead. And, and, and Pharaoh says, you're idle, you're idle, you're idle. <laughs> he keeps saying, you're idle. Hey, take away the straw. They're idle. They want to worship God? Who is this God? They are idle. They are idle. They are idle. <laughs> Holy Ghost. So the spirit of the world has no compassion for you in your attempt to worship God, to know God, to go after God. Hallelujah. So you have to settle that and say that Jesus, the Father God, the Holy Spirit is worth more. Amen. Than their threats. Their threats cannot keep me from worshiping God. Because I'm in a place that they can't touch. They can't touch my heart. <laughs> Amen. My heart can be completely for the Lord. Against every threat, every threat of persecution, Amen. of harm and harshness, holy Ghost. We can be so in love with the Lord. We could be like Stephen. Amen. They stoned him. Holy Ghost. He called upon the name of the Lord. He was in another place. I'm going to tell you, spiritually speaking, he was in another place. For he was able to say, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Amen. Lay not this charge on them. Amen. Just like Jesus had Jesus' spirit, 
just like Jesus. Lord, receive my spirit just like Jesus. Amen. You're in another place. Hallelujah. What did he get stoned for preaching the gospel? Telling the truth. Amen. Being connected to the Lord as I see the Lord. I see heaven open. Amen. I see the Lord standing. Amen. The Bible says Jesus is seated. Until his enemies are made his footstool. If his enemy is made his footstool, then Jesus gets the right to stand up. Amen. As his enemy is being made his footstool. Amen. So he did something good. He did something right. Amen. So the God has a calling. The world has a counterfeit. From God, you have a calling. You have a name that does not interfere with your calling. What does that mean? That the Lord has a, a special name for you. Amen. Now, your God changes people's names sometimes, but if their names does not interfere, you know, you just you just keep your keep your name. Amen. My my wife, amen, does not go by her middle name. Amen. Because the middle name is against the calling. Amen. And so she she dropped using that that middle that middle name. Her middle name is is Faye, which means fairy. Amen. She had knowledge of that truth. She says, I, I, I don't want anything of that mythological um creature. Amen. I don't want to have anything to do with that. So she stopped using it. That was easy to do. And she asked others to respect her for that. Amen. Her first name is Vivian. She is Apostle Vivian. Vivian means, comes from the word that means life. Amen. And so the life of God, to live, that, that's a good thing. That is, that is of the Lord. Amen. And so we don't tell you what to do. We let God deal with you. That's the thing with this ministry. Amen. We, we don't judge you. We can't judge your fruit. But I'm like, just like add it to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge. You got to start out somewhere. Amen. And if God really has you, then you will change. Amen. That's how I know God's got you. Amen. That's, that's how I know. Hallelujah. The Lord has your heart. It is because you will change because God will demand that of you. Amen. It's like God is, is his, his glorious countenance shines upon you and you be, will begin to respond to the countenance of the Lord. That's the blessing of the Lord. Lord, make your face, your countenance to shine upon your people. Amen. And then you under that light and, and that beautiful warmth, so to speak. Amen. You will begin to soak it in and you will begin to change. Amen. So you have a calling, you have a name that does not interfere with your calling, amen. And you, have, you will have multiple assignments, amen, associated with your calling. So in other words, is you, all the works that you do, God says, go here, you go there. God says, go there, you go there, amen. That, you know, God says, you know, I want you at this meeting. I want you at that meeting. I need you to go down there and speak to someone. So you got multiple assignments within, within your calling. Amen. That you will have to complete through faithfulness, through faith and faithfulness. You have a purpose. A purpose 
It's the reason that God created you. Amen. The reason that God created you, which has glory on it and gives glory to God. So your purpose has glory on it and gives glory to God. Amen. And so we taught you several times that the spirit of rebellion is against the things of God. And so how do you show that you're not in rebellion? Whatever the purpose that God created you, when you operate in that purpose, it gives glory to God and it allows God to put glory on you and anointing on you. It goes back to the beginning of creation when God created everything, it had the glory. The glory showed that it operated in the purpose, you know, that God created it to operate in. Amen. So when man failed, amen, it was because of rebellion and the glory is taken away. And so we show that we are not of the rebellious spirit by being submitted unto God. Amen. Being subject to God. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. And so you're operating in the glory, so to speak, because you're giving glory back to God. You're operating in the purpose. The Bible says if you are to prophesy, then prophesy. If you are to preach, you preach. If you are to exhort, you exhort. If you are to give, you give. You're operating in that purpose. God will back you up. Heaven will, will back you up. Stop trying to get your affirmation from the world. Amen. You need heaven to back you up. Jesus says, they says, by what authority are you doing these things? Jesus, I will ask you a question. The baptism of John, was it of heaven or was it of man? And they reasoned within themselves that if we say of heaven, then he will say why we didn't believe John. Amen. And so they say, we, we don't know. We can't tell you. He says, neither will I tell you. But the answer was obvious that the baptism of John the Baptist was from heaven. Let your authority come from the Lord. You, hi, hi, hi. Holy Ghost. Woo. Holy Ghost. Say it again. Let your authority come from the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Let your authority come from, come from the Lord. Amen. You're, you're, God has given you a place to operate. Amen. So in your calling, you also have a place, a sphere of influence to operate in his kingdom that does not bump up against. Amen. The other places in the body of Christ is everybody is doing the will of God. Hallelujah. So God will back you up. But if you mix it with the world, you mix it with man, God cannot back you up. And so that's why we don't see as much effectiveness in the church. You're double-minded. You're part light, part darkness. Amen. And so why should it be, be such a hard thing to comprehend that you have to trust in the Lord with all your heart and not to lean to your own understanding? Why, why should it be a hard thing to understand that if God called you, then he will back you up in that calling. And so I got to stop and say this, not just a fivefold ministry. Everybody has a calling. Amen. If you don't know what your calling is, hallelujah, we know it is in service. That, that if you join a local church, begin to serve, begin to give into the kingdom. Amen. Let everything be heart to heart. God is spirit. And they that worship him, giving is worship. 
Let everything be spirit to spirit. Amen. In, in your giving, do it as unto the, the Lord. So the blessing will come, will come from him. Amen. So the purpose is the reason that God created you. It'll have glory on it because it is operating in the original blessed state. When God created, nothing was in rebellion at first. And so everything, the stars of heaven, that, that Adam was giving glory to God until he rebelled. God gave him a, a crown, the Bible says. What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou crowned him with the glory and the honor. Now, all glory and honor goes to God. So the, the revelation is that you have a crown to have dominion and authority to rule as long as that crown gives glory and honor to God because it's his crown. So, so you understand it. The, the minute that you listen to the devil, you rejected your, you rejected your crown. You're no longer given honor and glory to God. So everything is 100% kingdom of God all the time. 100% spirit of God all the time. You say, well, I'm not there. With God, God is able to get you there. Amen. You got to have the want to, and you have to be able to acknowledge the truth. Amen. You're doing something which is not the will of God. You cannot say, well, you know, God allows that, or that's kind of the, 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 the will of God. Hallelujah. That, the, this is the main thing that I see, people living a life that is not completely the will of God. They are, they are compromising. Not, they're not willing to say that. You said, well, they're not really sinning. They just, they're just living. They're not true to the calling of God. And my job as a minister is to help you to release the spirit of God, which purifies. Amen. So that you can see God. Bless other pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. The word of God, the Bible says, cleanses. That Jesus cleanses the church by the washing of the water of the word. Amen. You'll always be purified. If you acknowledge the truth, amen, and the truth will replace the lie that you are operating in. So we have to be adults in the room. We, we, have, to, we have to deal with God this way. Lord, I believe, help me in my unbelief. Lord, I acknowledge, David said, when, when Nathan, and I don't want to get off on a tangent because i got other things to say, but when the prophet Nathan told David he was the man, he gave the parable, about somebody taking somebody, one little ewe lamb, and they had multiple, they was rich, they had many lambs, they had many sheep, but they took the man's, and David said, that man ought not to live. Nathan says, you the man, you the, you the one that did that. And you took this, this you took Bathsheba, you, you, you took Uriah's wife, amen. You, you had him killed. And David repented for that thing. You, you see it in Psalms 51. He says, I did it, Lord. <laughs> he says, he says, I have nothing that I could offer. Amen. I'm asking you to be merciful. Amen. And so the Lord received that sincere prayer. Amen. David was used to the anointing of God. He says that let, let your spirit be abundantly upon me. Amen. Take not your spirit from me. Amen. David was thinking about that, that anointing and that presence of God. He says, death is worse than that, Lord. Please, 
Please don't take your presence from me. Amen. In Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2. It says, for we are his, God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So very quickly, good works are God's works. So God has prepared ahead of time a course for you. Amen. You're not a robot, but you get the opportunity to choose. He says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing good and evil. Choose life. Choose the, the blessing. Choose the good. Amen. As you do those things as free will offerings unto the Lord, you will stay on that course. If you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Amen. So a good work is a God work. You have no goodness within yourself. So you have to do God's works that he prepared ahead of time for you to walk in it. Amen. So the initial calling, so God calls you, you say, yes, Lord, amen. But God continues to call you, amen, through fellowship. He calls you to communion, amen. That, that is something that Christians need to know, amen, that you spend your life doing lots of things and you spend your time in many ways, but know this, that God is calling you. Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, let him come in and we can dine together. Amen. That we, we want to let me in, he says, so that we can dine together. That is communion with the Lord. Why is communion so important? Out of communion, you receive strength. You receive instruction. Amen. That you're able to speak unto the Lord, he's able to speak to you, amen. So you cannot fulfill the will of God without fellowship and without communion and answering, answering the call, amen. If you stray from the path or the course, then God will begin to ask you, what are you doing here? You remember that's what God said to Elijah, amen. He ran from Jezebel, God says, what are you doing here? He says the same thing to Jonah. Jonah fled. God says, preach to Nineveh. He fled to Tarshish. God says, what are you doing here? <laughs> Amen. And the disciples, I won't turn there, but after the resurrection of Jesus, that they did not know or they had not seen or known that Jesus was actually resurrected. Peter says, we go fishing. I'm going fishing. Amen. That was his old life. And so they were, were out there. And then Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, appeared on the beach. Amen. And he hollers out. He says, children, that means I'm, I'm, I'm here to teach you something. When, when Jesus says that, when he says children, it means you're off a little bit. You're, you're not in a mature place, but I'm here to teach you. Amen. And they say, it is the Lord. Amen. And so they began to go to the shore. And Peter jumps in the water to swim to the shore. Amen. And you know, that was the whole deal where Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? He says, you know, Lord, then feed my, my sheep. What, what is that? What is Jesus doing? Get him back on course. 
Amen. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. I love you. Feed my lambs. And Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. The third time, Jesus. Peter denied Jesus three times, and Jesus cleansed him and brought him back. Amen. With that, that declaration or asking him, amen, to, to show his, his love for him. Amen. So your calling, God, will get you back on track. Amen. So you need to know this, that once the Lord has called you, you're supposed to be activated unto him and activated for his, his kingdom. That's why it's so dangerous, amen, for men to make preachers. Amen. What do I mean by that? Yes, you, you can go to um, ministry schools. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying for your ministry to come from people. You, you have to, the, we would ask ministers, are you called? Yes. Um, when did he call you? Tell me about the calling. Amen. What did you hear? What did he say? Because that is the key to your life. <laughs> Amen. And so men cannot make a minister. <laughs> All that we can do is call you what God called you, release gifts, amen, for that, for that calling, serve the gift of God, which you receive by the laying on of hands, amen. So yes, we can prophesy over you according to the calling, which is of the Lord, amen. But it is not man's voice. This is, I know my time is spent, but you, you got to hear this. It's, it's not man's voice that makes you who God calls you to be. It is God's voice. So even when men speak, they must be, they need to be inspired of the Lord. Amen. They need to be inspired of the Lord. Even, let me say this also, and there's so much to say. Even if a person does not seem spiritual, just like I, it was Caiaphas, or, or I believe, or Ananias, or whatever, the, the priest that they were totally against Jesus, and yet they were inspired to say that you know nothing. Don't you know that it was prudent, amen, that one man should die for the sins of all, amen. This he said being high priest, God was able to inspire him to say something. So it, it has to fit with your spirit. So you have to learn from your midsection, amen, that the, the spirit of the, the man is the candle of the Lord enlightening all the inward parts of the belly. The Bible says that you don't have man, don't, don't necessarily have to teach you. It's talking about learning the unction. It says, but you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things, amen. And you definitely know the difference between the spirit of God and the spirit of Antichrist, amen. And so you, you have to be Filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, amen, not as a deal of argument or stuff like that, but God enlightens you or he lights you, he lights you on the inside and then he activates you. If the Lord is able to captivate you, then he's able to activate you to the kingdom of God only so you will not betray him the way Adam and Eve betrayed him. You, you, you're, you're activated to the kingdom. Your, spirit, your sight, your, your knowledge, your discerning is from 
the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you. There's much, much to say here as you prepare your people for their ultimate calling. Father, I ask you to help me to relay these things in a way that is only you and that people can receive and that they can understand. Lord God, hallelujah, that we're in this thing together, but we got to get on with the works of God. Your works are effective. Your ways work. <laughs> Man, you have no problem saving. You have no problem healing or delivering. Amen. And so we have to work with you by being one with your spirit and faithful to that calling for it all to fit together. Hallelujah. For it to be a glorious, a glorious house built by the Lord. Thank you, Father, for that word in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.